Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. You know, when um, ever since Lenny had spoke on Wednesday, I really appreciate her so much. I just tell her all the time, she's just like a real sharp number two pencil. You know, she's just real sharp, you know, she can just write out what he's doing and saying. And so I really appreciate you so much. Um, and so whenever she was um, speaking last week on our weaknesses and what to do with our weaknesses, you know, to invite his strength in, you know, he's really on that. And so we withhold so much when we get hung up about us. instead of just coming close. And so I was I had been thinking about that a lot. I was thinking about um you know what's the you can put this slide up Benton that one with the question mark on it. Teresa made it and she put a cute little guy on there. Um you know if you were if you were inter getting interviewed by somebody and they ask you this question What's the most valuable thing you have? What would you say? Are you thinking? Do you know what you would say? What would you say? Holy Spirit, what'd you say? His voice. Did you have something, Bailey? Your heart? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's lots of things, but the one thing that I was really thinking about is our heart, our inner man, just exactly like they were singing about tonight, that he is, the Holy Spirit through them is saying, awaken your soul. You know, the seed of passion, you know, the seed of love, you know, awaken. And so he's calling for that to be awoken. And so I said a word. Awoken. Awoked. He woke it. He woke it up. He could woke it up. And so, you know, I really appreciate, you know, the worship team and, and just what they're leading us into. And we really should be giving them just great honor. We should be giving them our heartfelt prayers and our thanks because they really lead us well. They help us. They train our hearts what to do in His presence really well. They, they train us how to be sensitive to His Holy Spirit, how to activate and stir up devotion and affection. And so I'm really, really grateful, so grateful to be in this house and grateful uh, in just worship times of worship. Thank you. So I was thinking about, you know, why do we struggle so much to bring us? You know, really the most valuable thing that you have, one of them, that, that I would say, especially for me, is what Bailey was saying. It's my, it's my heart. It's my ability 
to connect to something, to care about something, to be passionate about something. Um, it is my heart that I feel like that is just such a prize. And I don't know, how do you feel about yours? I mean, isn't that what he said? It was so important that he said, you know, in that Proverbs 4, guard your heart because all of life flows through it. And so that makes me feel like, oh, that's important, or we wouldn't care to watch what we're doing with it, right? And so that part of you is, is really a prize. It's a treasure. Because even tonight, what can come from your heart is so beautiful, isn't it? I mean, how do you think heaven values what, the, what came from your heart? as a gift to them. It's greatly prized. And so, you know, when Lenny was um, make, bringing that to our attention about what we do with our weaknesses and why we hate them so, I'm, I'm following up with why we hate them so. Um, and so the condition of our heart's really important. Um, and so I was kind of really spending some time thinking about vulnerability. You know how, and to me that just means, you can put that one up, Benton, vulnerability. Really, how open can you be with your heart? You know, when she's talking about weakness, how open can you be with your heart? How open can you say, you know, man, I'm really struggling right here, or I don't really even know how to do that. I don't even know what you're saying. I don't know what you mean. I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, how open are you? And see, I think um, it's concerning when God is in a movement of intimacy and we're in a place of shielding or protection or hiding then we're out of step. And so I was looking, I was just thinking about the vulnerability and I was thinking about why do we hate it so much? You know, why do we hate vulnerability so much? I mean, I've, you know, ever since uh, Lenny spoke on Wednesday, I've really have been running into it. I mean, just running into it, you know, just whenever, um, something happens, and I got this internal thing going, you know, that internal thing that we have, like stepping up to the moment and saying, hey, you know, there's something going on right here. You know, I'm going to put all my cards out on the table. This is where I'm at. You know, I called Lenny and Teresa in the office both today. I said, listen, I've been, been in this odd place because I'm trying to do something I don't know how to do very well. And I'm not very confident. I, I'm a little bit insecure if I'm doing it right. So why do we have a problem with that? But see, then I can bring my whole heart, and then we, you know, we get to, we can have a conversation. And so we don't do it very good with God, and we don't do it very good with people. Well, maybe I could say we got room for improvement. Maybe you feel like you do it really good. I'm just saying, even in that moment, I could feel, you I mean, you can feel the heat. You know, can you feel the heat? What is it? What is it? Heat. 
It's like, whew, here comes the heat, you know. It's like, okay, we're in this moment. Here's the heat, you know. Not that that's an indicator or anything, but like, here's the heat. Okay, what am I going to do right here? Am I going to bring you the fake? And I'm going to give you like some jabber, workaround jabber. Don't you love that when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to address something, they're giving you the workaround jabber. You're like, I love my field, but he sent me something the other day and I just said two simple things. He sent me this big old long jabber, 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 jabber. And I just said two things. And he was really good. He just brought our focus back, didn't it? To a really good place. And we just get really, we just get so scattered. And, you know, if you can look at that, here's one problem I, I feel like. Um, in our culture, they say that what shapes us is women are trained to try to display perfectionism, like being able to do everything, be capable, you know, look the part, all of that, you know, never, never fail. And then men are, in our culture, they say trained to never look weak. So that makes for some good, healthy relationships, doesn't it? You know, I'm trying to present and hold all this up and do all this, and then the, the other person has zero humility because they can't, they don't want to look weak. You know, but I love this new definition of vulnerability is it's not weakness, it's the courage to open your heart and be seen and known in the most uncomfortable situations. It is the ability to confess where you really are and step out to make a connection, whether it be with God or be with people. And so in this place where we are on this um, place of sweet intimacy, we're going to have to have vulnerability. We've already done the two million teachings on identifying your protectors, identifying your histories, identifying your lies, identifying your firefighters. We've already done that, and we moved on, and we're out here past all that, ready to bring our true selves. And so it's, that's going to get in the way. You're going to miss the season of intimacy if you hang on to your protectors and your firefighters. You're going to miss it. I mean, have you ever been in one of those moments where you're trying to be really honest and then somebody's not congruent back to you and it's just the biggest old mess? And it just goes like, well, that was just such a waste of time relationally, you know? And so we've got to get some courage to be honest about the things that are going on within And so I hope that we can get past thinking that that's bad. God doesn't think it's bad.
I'm trying to condense about three messages for 10 minutes of time that I have. Have you been in this, um, I'm just going to call it a movement because I can't find another word right now, 10-4, good buddy movement. Why don't we just call it that? You know, you're in the 10-4 good buddy movement, right? That's good. You know, and so there are just certain things that don't fit anymore. Like we were here and then 10-4 good buddy came. He shifted things. He's coming in a new way. And so it's like then we've got to move with it. And vulnerability is a big key to moving with it. You know, I want to almost offend us to get us over some of these baby-sensitive mindsets that we have that we're a delicate flower that needs coddling. I almost do, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go another route. Yeah, whatever's needed, right? Um, let's look at Revelation 3, 19, okay? Mm-mm-mm. So much beauty. Whew. You know, um, maybe you can read this later, but this is um, Jesus is personally, intimately talking to the church of Laodicea. Yeah. And what's interesting about them, maybe you can find where you are in this story. But in the church of Laodicea, um, they were they thought they were pretty wealthy. They had a, a healing goddess and they had like a medical school and everything that they were known for. And they shipped like healing salve all over the world in that day. Um, and they had an earthquake that destroyed that city in AD 60. And then they wouldn't accept any help to rebuild. We'll do it ourselves. We don't need your help. We don't need your money. We don't need your resources. We'll do it ourselves. And we have to be careful about that. We've got to get comfortable with some things. And some things we've got to get comfortable with is God is so intimate that we have got to love intimacy. And if we're uncomfortable about that, we've got to get over it. We've got to get over that we need him. I don't even know why that's a problem. I personally love it. But we have to give way. That you're God and I'm not. Yes. That you're the king of my life. And I answer to you. I don't know why we have problems with these things. But we've got to get over those. And so in this church of Laodicea, when they built back their own thing. So think about that. You had an earthquake. You had ruins in your life. And you don't want any help. You're just going to independently build it back. I'm going to build a structure on top of this earthquake zone and I don't need any help. I don't need anybody else's resources. I'm going to do it all by myself. We already know where that's headed. Right? I mean, wow, doesn't doesn't sound like a life that a loving God desires for you to have. 
where you're, you have to do everything on your own. And then after they built it, then what happened was, it was funny, they were real arrogant about what they'd personally built. <laughs> I mean, be careful. Look around at what you have and really get on your face about you have given me everything. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I, I know where I was. I thank you for what you've given me. Man, a sound mind, peace, good relationships, connections, an amazing house, a squishy face, little Boston Terrier that I love. You give all these things when we lose the wonder or the ability to see what is all around that really he has been doing and we act like it's us, that that is that is I'm not gonna stand next to you because lightning can strike right there. <laughs> Let me just say that. Yeah. You know. Um and so that's kind of where they had gotten but the funny thing was they were standing in such arrogance about what they had personally built, but they had a a vulnerability that made them susceptible for takeover. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that great? I mean, how funny is that? That's the church he's talking to here. So do you get the analogy? Yes. Whenever you feel like you've built all that you've built in your life and you feel like you're the arrogant one and you did it and you're standing on top of the mountain and me mountain, oh, me mountain, oh, me mountain. <laughs> You know, you can't even see you're standing on a huge major inherent weakness that's your downfall. And what it was, the weakness was, it was that their water source came from several miles away from a hot springs and had to be kind of routed down to the city. And by the time it got to the city, it was lukewarm so they thought they were arrogant and had no need and didn't need God didn't need anybody else but what would happen was enemies could come and just cut off their water source we'll just go over here you think you're all that we'll just go over here and we we'll just turn this water off right here now how you feeling how you doing now? I mean, nothing like a little humility when you're standing on me mountain, you know, feeling all big and such. And so all they would do is they could just cut off the water source. And so what happened to that city that they were so proud of that they had built themselves was then they would have to uh, negotiate and compromise wow. every time somebody would come to their city so they wouldn't get their water source cut off. Wow. How about that? So then what they were so proud of and was really their weakness really was caused by, uh, it caused compromise. Right. right? I mean, what can they do? Right? You, you act like you're all this and you're all wealthy and you got it all together and you're feeling good about you. But I can just go there and cut your water so source off. And so then they would just compromise and negotiate. And then 
There's another definite. I mean, no wonder he called him lukewarm. Right. right? So see, I think in this season, there's so much that he's doing so sweetly that he's breaking down those places where we feel like we're king of the mountain of what we built, wherever we feel like we don't need any help, wherever we feel like um, we have to compromise in order to keep our status. And he's saying, I got a river. I got a river that never runs dry. And it came when they struck the rock. So get into the rock. And so kind of my point being with all of that is we want to have that humility to say, I don't want to be lukewarm because that's not good, hot for healing, and it's not refreshing for drinking either. You know, and then we just you just keep ending up in more and more and more compromise. Yeah. And so then you become, you know, you don't have a standard, so you don't even really have a voice. Right. And so in this season, as we're fasting and we're talking about um, returning to first love, you know, I want you really to change your mind about some things. I want you to change your mind about that weakness is bad, that vulnerability is bad, that being the having a, a lack of humility is okay, that compromise is just good enough, that we're settling in places for, yeah, I just compromise and it really won't matter. No, it matters. It matters. And so that goes back to your heart and what you're willing, how open, vulnerability, how open you are with your heart. It goes back to my very first question. Do you value that about you? Because whenever you don't practice that humility, you don't practice that reverence of, wow, every good thing comes from the Father above. It's where it comes from. You don't practice that brokenness, that openness. Hey, man, I can be real about what I got going on right here, and I can step towards you as a son of glory and let you shine on the places of me, and I can be remade. Yes. Yes. Instead of hiding, not addressing, lying, not really being honest, we don't want to bring that. Don't be bringing that. I felt like myself do it. My head did something right there. Did you see it? It's like a bobblehead come out on that. Don't be doing that. You know, vulnerability, um, what you are vulnerable to either makes you great or makes you open to destruction. If I'm vulnerable to my pride, you've you're, got to be careful there. If I'm vulnerable with God, He will make me great there. I love this right here. This is Spurgeon. We might even say lukewarmness is a natural tendency of our fallen natures. Alas, the state of lukewarmness is so congenial with our human nature that it's hard to fetch men away from it. 
Cold makes you shiver and great heat causes you pain, but a warm bath is comforting. Such a temperament suits the human nature. The world is always always at peace with a lukewarm church, and such a church is always pleased with itself. But I mean, how simple? It's so simple, isn't it? It's just that simple reverence. It's that simple just bringing yourself to with an open heart. It's just that simple of presenting of yourself. It's that simple of just honesty um, and letting him come. So on that Revelation 3.19, he's saying, I'm going to unmask the ones I love. Mint made me this today. Isn't this cute? I had him make it like a chicken. Do you know why? Uh For those of you who have trouble being honest, having the real you show up, I made him make it a chicken. Did he do a good job on that? Yeah. So Tessa and Lenny are going to come up here. We're going to demonstrate something real quick, okay? Okay. You want to be the chicken? Yeah. Okay. See, this is this is um, practicing vulnerability. So this would be your non-vulnerable person, non-open, non non-connecting, non-connecting person. You don't have an open relationship with them because they're they're, they're hiding and sidestepping and not bringing truth. And then over here, look at, you can just see Lenny's face. There we go, look. Unmask. Jesus said in Revelation 3.19, I'm coming to take the mask off of you. That's We're doing that in this season for intimacy. So if she's got that on, I can't really see her face very good or her eyes very well. And, and I can't hardly be intimate with her because I can't even see her. I'm just seeing the mask. Right? And so he's wanting to unmask us for us to have courage to bring the real authentic us and all of our motivations before him and be real with people. And they began to get healing and strength and rebuilding and then have a real strong relational connection. So, for example, I mean, this is, I mean, a million things that we run into relationally with people. Um, and so I'll just start with Tessa. Sometimes I'll ask somebody, um, how come you were late and didn't come at the time we said we were going to come? I was brushing my teeth. <laughs> Did you know what time we were supposed to be here? Um, at one point, maybe. Yeah, how come you um, couldn't remember that? Um, I didn't write it down. Uh, I had uh, lost my journal that I write things down in, and um, so uh, I didn't write it down. So did you not care? No, I care. I care. I, 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 you I did care. care. I care. I really care. I could tell you cared because you didn't show up. <laughs> so you're telling me you cared? Oh, I, I care. I really care. 
Uh huh. Yeah. Do you think I'm feeling it? Am I feeling it? I'm not feeling it. So if I said to an unmasked person, "Hey, I thought we were meeting at seven thirty, and then you didn't show up. What happened?" Can y'all hear her? Turn it up, girl. I'm sorry, I just own that. I didn't plan. I didn't plan good. Sorry, I just own. I didn't plan very good. And time got away from me, and I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't respect you. Well, do you want to try again? Yes, please. If you give me another chance, I'll make sure that I, am, I have plenty of time to make it. I okay. won't be late again. All right. I'm really well, sorry. We forgive me for not respecting yes, your time. Yes, I forgive you, you and really I really want to meet with you. You're important and to me, and your time you. is important to me, so I'm really sorry I didn't reflect that to you, but it's in my heart, and I'm really sorry. Did you have something going on? No, I just didn't. I just, my day got away from me. It did. So I just, yeah, I just didn't. Didn't plan okay. my day real great. Do you, how do you feel like about running your life like that? And have you thought about that much? Well, sometimes, but I'm too busy. You are? Yeah. Okay, give me sometimes. that. <laughs> no. I mean, at least you're, you're honest, right? Right. And you, you know what you're working with. Yeah. Right? And so... You know, how about the one where we we say we get we get motivated, right? We say, "Man, I'm going to drink lots of water, and I'm going to get off some garbage food." You know, during the fast, hot garbage, <laughs> and I'm really going to, um, you know, just fast some meals, and, and then I'm going to dedicate to really eating well at the meals I do eat. And so, how have you been doing? You said that that was what you were going to do. How's that been going? It's been going really good. It's been going really good. Has it? I only ate Applebee's one time this week. You did? That's all you ate all week? It's just Applebee's? What'd you have on Monday? What'd you have on Monday? Do you remember? Well, I went to McDonald's. <laughs> I got the grilled chicken sandwich. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And was that kind of what you had planned in your heart to do? Was that like that was the program you wanted to be on? Did uh, you have french fries with it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and so see, but and then, I mean... Then she could even, chicken butt, could even get mad at me for even asking her about the things she said she was going to do. And I'm just, me and me just wanting to encourage how it's going. Why do you care? Why do you even care? Why are you trying to control me? Well, does that, see? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, blame. There we go, some blame, right? That's what happens. And so here we go. Hey, you know, you mentioned that you were going to, uh, during the fast, eat really good and kind of fast some meals. How's that been going? Well, it's been going okay. I I could maybe do just a little bit better. I had a weekday the other day. You did? Yeah, I did. How, what'd that look like? Well, I just gave in to my hunger. Yeah, you did? Mm -hmm. How did you get back on? I just chose. You did? To, yeah, what just was chose. That like? I just told him I was sorry that you did. I was weak. 
Yeah. It's beautiful. I just get to restart again. Yeah. So whenever now, whenever you're fasting or choosing something, a better thing, what's kind of going on in your heart that you, when you're making those choices now? Well, I'm first really praying about it, but then I'm getting some help from somebody else. So if I'm feeling really weak, mm. then I'm reaching out to yeah. get some help. Is that help? Know, yeah, because I know, because I really want to do this thing, and I don't want to let my soul run me in the dirt. Mm. So I'm just yeah. setting up some things that if I feel too weak, then other people yeah. can help me. Well, I just want to pray over you, because I really am just encouraged by your journey and where you're going and what you're trying to do, and I want to come along and really support you. Mm-hmm. And so I just pray over you, and I bless you, and I just bless your decisions, and I just ask for that supernatural grace, and that when you do make those decisions, I just invite him to come in right there um, and do something really valuable and special for you in Jesus' name. Thank you. I really appreciate that you asked me and that you're checking in on me. That means a lot that you care enough to say something to me. Thank you. So, you know, one thing I was thinking about on that Revelation 319, where it says that Jesus comes to unmask the ones he loves. And it says that he, and it, it says the ones he loves in his training. Yes. And I like to amplify because it just brings out the punch. Ooh. It says with a rebuke, with a rebuke, and with discipline. Yo, that is not working right there. Whoa, you know. And we're what this? We're just, just. I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm hiding, and I'm lying. I'm not doing what I'm saying. I'm not really being real with my motives. And then I want everybody. You know, he's just like, yo, right? Th- you know, that's that's not working right there. And if you will present those things, then you'll train it. If you don't present those things, then he won't train it. Yeah. And really, you know, what's what's problematic about that is when we're incongruent with our heart, it does so much damage. You know, um, whenever we're, we don't have an open heart and an honest heart, then we don't have um, courage to meet moments or courage to even uh, meet a moment of creativity or innovation or anything like that. And so um, it's quite a robber, first, of building safety and connection and in building um, just a heart that he can address and that he can write on, you know, and that he can breathe on and, and remake this, that, that garden there and refresh that garden. He's really, really, really good at that. And so, you know, whenever we don't bring that for whatever reason, and I think I had, Vinton, do you have that one? Look at that mask down there before. (laughs) Y'all see that with the two people? Got love fake, don't you? Ugh. Beliefs that drive fear of vulnerability. Why are we not open? I like the bottom one. Don't you? 
If I am vulnerable and honest, it will reveal my true motives. So instead of hiding what we have going on, why don't we bring it forward to somebody that we can trust and before him and let him give us some training, let us give some healing in our heart. You know, here's a couple more. See if, see if any of these are for you. Um, anytime we are in this uh, belief system, it sort of is like a, a coat of shame that we wear that's below the surface. And we're addressing all the situations through it. I'm really feeling insecure and not good enough. It's really kind of how I'm feeling right now. But I'm not telling anybody. I'm just being weird. Being, <laughs> being big. I'm being extra big to compensate for how small I feel right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Beliefs that drive that. Like somebody's had a million conversations with you about this one thing. I don't remember that that uh, sidestep of the skillful mixed direct. I don't remember us talking about that. Well, you know, I was I didn't think that you meant it that way. I thought you meant some, you know, all of these beliefs keep us from being vulnerable. Um, I'm not good enough. And see, that's a value issue. And if we're carrying, I'm not good enough below the surface, then and we're we're trying to have an interaction with somebody instead of just saying, like I said to them the other day, I'm really not very good at this right here, and I have a little insecurity about it. I don't even know if I'm doing it right, you know, but I'm just going to keep praying about it and just try to, you know, yeah. invite the Holy Spirit in all of my movements and, you know, emails to people and that sort of thing. And so if I just bring, I'm, I'm not good enough, then we try to perform and overcompensate sometimes. And then we act like we're a know-it-all. That's so fun. Um, I'm not perfect enough. That's so fun, isn't it? I'm not perfect enough. So if you have that insecurity, then you're trying to over everything. You know? And that keeps you from being vulnerable. If I'm known, I'll be rejected. That's, that's a, a value problem. You know, in... All of the the studies about fear of vulnerability and people who are good at vulnerability, the people who are good at vulnerability have two key components, which is very interesting to me. One of the key components is that they understand their worthiness. And the other key component that wholehearted people have is that they are not afraid to fail. Those kind of go together, don't they? I've been telling um, these people that I'm around ever since 10-4 Good Buddy, it's been so hilarious to me because I, I have really been focusing in on, you know, just the one thing, just the one thing, the one thing, where there's a whole lot of other things that I keep doing stupid. And it's been so hilarious to me. Like I typed out an 
a text to sit well, and I called her Sid Who, you know, and just all kinds of funny stuff. And so it's really been making me laugh. But I just been having so much fun with it because it don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. You know, I mean, I've had a bunch. I mean, a bunch. You know, and, and that's okay because we're in this thing where we're really looking into him, being mindful of him. He's going, he'll take care of all of that. And so wholehearted people are like, man, I have, just like tonight when you were worshiping, no matter where you are in your journey, you have a heart that you can offer worship through that's really meaningful. And so there is a worthiness of you in his eyes that you have to wear and it has to be weighty on you. And in that, if something doesn't, you know, go right, then you bring your heart in vulnerability. You're really good at vulnerability then. Yeah, love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Okay, let me wrap up, okay? Let's see here. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe you could read that Revelations 3, 14 through 22 in the TPT. You know, I'll, I'll end with this. Um, in that, when it talks about, in Revelation, when Jesus talks about, I'm coming and I'm knocking on the door. Is that thing I was saying? He's knocking on the door, and we're knocking on his door. It's kind of the Song of Solomon's. He comes, and he lives on us, and then he kind of it hides us for us to find him. And we're like, where are you? Where are you? You know, we find him, and then, you know, it's that beautiful little love dance there. Um, but when it says that he's knocking on the door, they say that that is... Um, representative of the Jewish custom where the bridegroom and the father would come to the door of the bride. And this is what's happening, I believe, in this season. They're coming to the door of the bride and they're knocking on the door with the covenant wine in their hand. And they're looking to see what the bride's response is going to be. And it says, if the bride just barely opens the door, then covenant cannot be made. But if they, the bride or a person on the other side of the door fully opens the door, then that symbolizes, I'm saying yes, fully yes to you. You can come in, father and son, with your marriage wine into the open door of my heart. And I really believe that that's really what he's doing. And so if we stand, we have, you know, any shame and condemnation or partner with these lies or we're afraid to be vulnerable or open, if we're hung up in that place, then when they're, when they're knocking on the door for intimacy with you, then you're just barely going to look at it. And so he's saying, I'm looking for one who will now, I mean, the invitation is going on. I mean, you can feel the pull in the spirit. I am pulling with my invitation 
knocking on the door of your heart? Are you willing to fully open the door to your heart and say, come in? And so I'm just going to end on that, okay? So, Papa, I thank you that you love us so much that you gave us the most beautiful bridegroom ever. And so I just pray over what you're doing in this season of invitation. And I pray that you would give us the courage to come forward with our hearts, to be honest, to be open, to be laid down, to fully open the door to our hearts. Just tell me I fully want to open the door to the heart, my heart. I know you're knocking and you want to come in and dine with me forever. And so I say yes to opening the door to my heart. So I pray over the practicality of what that looks like. It's in those moments. It's stepping up. It's being honest. It's looking at motives. It's having conversations. It's being real. It's bringing people in to our to our processes, to the things that we've got going. It's coming before you, Jesus. It's coming before you and letting you clothe us out of shame and out of guilt into glory. You know, Jesus, you said you didn't come to shame us. You came to free us. And so I speak that, that, that religion would be broken and that people would have courage to move into this intimate, loving relationship you're calling us into. So we say yes. And I will open the door wider and wider and wider and wider and wider and wider and wider because I want to have you fully. And so I bless Holy Spirit. I ask you to come and unmask us with your love to train us into love, into wholeness, into wholeheartedness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com. Okay